Hey, my name is Rachel Antrell. I play Commander Non on Star Trek Discovery. Welcome to Timeline Talks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you live in Technicolor from the beautiful Hollywood Hills, California. The show where the total retail price of their advice is zero dollars. This is Timeline Talks. Stars. The fact of the matter is, oh my, it's Stars and Garters! Also featuring, more like command if suck, look out, it's Automaton 2000! And now, there's no way he gets this intro right, here's your host, Captain Idol! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 70th edition of Timelines Talks, the premium exclusive number one show for all things Star Trek Timelines. I am Captain Idle, and I am joined, as always, my premium exclusive co-host, Automaton2000. And joining us in lieu of Stars and Garters' uh, absence this week is oh, fan favourite Shireborn. You are well with us this week. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm always welcome Great. to you, my friend. Um, Dude, 11 minutes ago, we had a single show note and it said Evie suit read. So everything we've put together for today has been done in the last 11 minutes. Literally all our Well, that's food. what I wanted to say. It was it was great seeing behind the curtain <laughs> at your process leading into the show. It's, like, it's like, how I, I imagine... God. It's like, also, it's like, I'm going to put so some it's more how I imagine I'm like, Saturday Night Live is. Yeah. I was like, you've got two minutes to, to give me some crew. Two minutes, I've got to go pre-roll. Go, go pre-roll, two minutes. like, uh, 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 these crew. Okay. But yes. <laughs> We, we had one show note and now we have a little bit more substance this week, but we will be playing some What the Dub later because we have a bit of time and why not? But yes, thank you Chai for joining us this week. Um, first off, before we start, Otto, would you like to give us the YouTube comments of the week? You're so lucky I looked it up three minutes ago. Yeah, from <laughs> Dead Fishy, uh, who said, Lower decks, exclamation mark, I'd love to see Vindicta and the dog, Sexy Mode Rutherford, and uh, Rigel <laughs> Cummings. Is that a real name? Rigel mm. Cummings? Lower, lower Deck variants I'd like to see. Uh, plug your ears if you haven't watched Lower Deck. Holographic Borg Boimler, a.k.a. Excretus of Borg. Full screen Red Mariner. Alarm. Red Alarm. Thank you, Red Alarm. Scorpionic Tendi. Holographic Mirror Doctor Miglimo. Are these real? I've watched that and I, haven't, I don't remember these. Naked Time to Anna and Shax. Peanut Amber. Agamus and the Black Ops crew with a sensor bar over their eyes. Oh, I remember <laughs> their that. Their eyes. Yes, okay. I also no, want I the Pack-Led ship Pack-Led. <laughs> the clump So I was, playing, I was playing Birth of the Federation today, and I'm so mad I didn't get the screenshot. But, uh, you know, at the end of your turn, it pops up the news from what happened, uh, what the AI, AI made, their move, made their moves or whatever. One of the notifications I got was the Cardassian Union has declared war against the Packlets. And I thought, <laughs> that's the most absurd thing I've ever... You know, that's like the Klingons fighting the, the Tribbles, basically. Amazing. Yes, and thank you everyone in the comments on YouTube that can't be with us. Um, so no let us, yes, uh, let us spin the wheel once again for everyone. Thank oh. you very much. Um, let me get rid of Reed. We can talk about you later. Um, uh, thank you everyone that submitted show titles this week. Uh, as you know, everyone that submits a title gets their name on the wheel. So let us spin the wheel. <laughs> Hey, Luke 
Foxy, you have won yourself a sub to the channel. We'll be reimbursing you very soon. We will sort you out for that. So thank you very much. Okay, final little piece of administrative business. We have event winners of the week. So congratulations to SOS's very SOS's very own Navark, uh, who won himself a five of five. Navark. Navark. Sorry, I always get that a little bit wrong. Like everything else, uh, who won himself a five of five uh, tank top Paris. Um, other names on the list AJ Warp 9 number 2 James C. Kirk number 3 Ichnema number 8 Kazoo 11 The Tahoe 13 Blue Angel 16 Gandos 19 Frank 39 and Bry 45 and former winner of last week Evans of Wales number 48 thank you very much everyone what are you drinking Auto? oh uh, Nifty was asking so it's yeah. it's uh, Waldhaus and they have a billion different kinds this Waldhaus. one is very nice sour right. sour Let's roll on. Let's roll on. Let's let's keep this a fast pace. This is an action show. We're going to keep it something delayed event. We haven't got event notes, hence why we're scrambling for content this week. Because apparently, like all good installations on starships, it won't get finished until Monday. Yeah. So first, Shan said there's going to be a what? Did, how does she phrase it? Not abnormal, unusual delay. Unusual. Which is bollocks. <laughs> bollocks, as we all know, because these happen weekly now. And so instead of letting anyone know, uh, she just updated a, a forum thread title and said it won't be till Monday. So yeah. uh, we might get something in game later letting you know. But yeah, this has happened before and they don't work weekends, as we know. So it'll it's be Monday. Wednesday. And... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Anyway. Yeah, we won't be getting an event notification until Monday, which I know we haven't got packs either, which I know for quite a few people, there's no, they're, they're waiting to buy. I know uh, certain people in the chat are saying, you know, I want to pull that pack so I confuse someone for the objective event um, and things like that. Um, quick fleet player shout out from Walkinig. Millsy of Cab Fleet got personal best 10th. Oh, congratulations, Millsy. Ah, uh, and a uh, Navarre avatar, so obviously a person of excellent taste. <laughs> taste and discrimination. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so this is supposed to be the Ta'ana event, which people are sort of... I don't know whether it was officially announced that it was going to be Lower Decks themed, or whether people are sort of suggesting it, but we have a strong inclination that it might be, and they said there's been some unusual art approval, which... Begs my question a few episodes back, why are they not getting this approved ahead of time? Is this they sort of woke up this morning and went, ah, no, it's we've got to do this, it's today. Shit. I like your British accent that calls her to honor, as in I love to honor. I want to honor. Yeah, Tana, Tana. Idols like McCoy from the original series where he just mispronounces every possible name he can he can find. The Mugato. Get it right in there somewhere. How do you say her name? But he, he still has that southern charm, so it's okay. All right. I've got southern Ta'ana. English charm. <laughs> Don't think that's such a thing. Um, yeah, guys, what do you think about the delayed event? What do you think is going on? Is it just art approval? Uh, I guess drawing Tana's box maybe took a little longer for the art department to <laughs> to process. You know, I'm I'm all in favor of a little uh, mixing it up a little bit with the uh, the community. Hmm. You know, the timelines uh, players have gone soft <laughs> recently. It's it's time they they uh, have to deal with a little bit of the unknown, a little right. risk. Taking your risk. Belt off. Yeah, I am. Okay. Hide your kid. Uh, hide your one. I'm doing I'm doing Picard Picard maneuver. 
with my shirt. That's what's happening. Chimichangas for lunch. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to. Wow, stand look up. at him! Look at him try. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a few new triggers in there. <laughs> um, yeah, part of me was thinking because obviously we're waiting for ages and ages, and Ben said you know as much as many words that like they were still waiting on the rights, and they're like last time we spoke to them, they're that close, and then all of a sudden the next week it was like we have lower decks rights. Now we're going to do an event, which I imagine several people in WRG went, we are. Okay, because imagine they've suddenly got the rights out of nowhere and go, right, we can do this event. It's all a little bit last minute, perhaps, and this whole sort of thing. Like, right, we need to get this art approved. We need to get this in now. And I'm thinking, maybe just hold your horses a bit, give me, get that art approved first, and then do an event. But what do I know? No, oh, the no. irony. <laughs> it's it's the theme of the show. Yeah. Like, you guys are just preparing the show 10 minutes to, 10 minutes to air to yeah, mirror what's going on over at WRG. We do. Okay, in gone gone order. Something else buried uh, in the forums is a note from another note from Shan who says the collection animated should keyword should we don't know if it will also include lower decks crew. The description will be changed at a later time. Now that's an interesting. So move. yeah, because that was very much builders TAS crew. Even like you know the art lineup on the the icon is is the the three TAS crew Lara. Excuse me, and some other people. Um, but yeah, rolling over decks. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's it's probably a good move. It fits with the theme. But I wondered how you guys sort of feel about it. I mean, are there people out there that went and cited enough crew to finish the TAS collection, then suddenly just went, hmm? I mean, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I, I enjoy Lower Decks a great deal. Mm. And uh, I'll enjoy uh, the easier events since so many people are leaving in the game because lower decks crew are being introduced into the yes. game that's what i read that's what i read i read two comments and that's got to be a percentage of the population <laughs> dude i turned in one super rare and my thresholds were finished so you know <laughs> hashtag fuck wrg um yeah i i chat's asking ephraim and dot yeah i brought it up on the forums i there may be one or two other animated crew that that i'm not thinking of at the moment but uh yeah it is interesting because collections are all the rage to the point where every new campaign announcement simply reads their collections and nothing else so anytime we have a new lower deck screw game having that baseline uh one collection and it is a stat booster i can't imagine they're gonna change the when they expand, I can't imagine they're going to switch to like vanity style rewards. So um, every crew, every anime crew helping you towards stat boosters is, is a nice little plus for for those who may be nonplussed about new lower decks crew. Any lower decks haters in the chat, let us know, please. We won't berate you too much. Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll poll so we can be okay. anonymous in our hate. <laughs> there we go. Very nice. As a quick aside, since you mentioned the write ups for the events, uh, a quick shout out to the to the stalwart timelines Star Trek timelines writer because uh, I particularly loved Empress Giorgio goes to Washington as a as a mission name. Oh really? I didn't saw uh, that That's in in the one. past event. Oh yeah, it was it was a great little mission. There were there were a bunch of little great mission names in the last uh, oh, first good. part of the last event. All right, pull up in chat, folks. Let us know where you fall on the scale of excitement for lower decks. <laughs> yeah, I. We've talked a lot about uh, the value of collections in the past. Something like Resource, which is so massively huge, um, and they throw it on all these crew, that does sort of give value to a lot of random lesser crew who wouldn't have it. And uh, 
if they ever, God forbid, stop expanding collections, then that gives you a little bit of buffer where they're still valuable for a longer time. But uh, yeah, I was one of those people who animated collection dropped. I thought, ooh, who do I need? That sort of pushed me over the edge to get Captain Tribble from the Honor Hall, which is a very expensive one. But I thought, well, he's the most useful animated series crew at the moment uh, outside of Gauntlet. So I went for it. And I'm not having buyer's remorse, but uh, that is that is a little bit of a change up from I, I might not have done it if if I'd known this news, so there you go. Yeah, I think I was, I mean, Mares was literally my next retrieve, which I'm now putting on hold until I'd see what the super rares come out, because obviously it's going to be lower deck super rares, it has to be, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what comes out of that. Those of us in the in the collection scheming world, how about you, Shy? Because I say you're, you're more free to play than we are, you represent the, the common people in this. In I this mean, I, I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm always delighted to see a collection pop up because I've been playing for so long. Uh, I have, you know, I don't have 900 immortalized crew, but I have a, a fair chunk. And so it's nice to see them prove to be useful, <laughs> even in their place in the freezer. So, uh, uh, yeah. ask a question. Who's my next retrieve instead? Walt asks. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going for one seven zero one Cisco. Is my ne I need two stars on him. Because he's Dude, he's not, he sneaks inspiring. up on you. He's something else as well. I can't recall, but he's going to fill a bunch of. Um, he's tribbled. Yeah, he's he's going to do a bunch. He was a boil on the ass of life for the longest time because mm. he was one of the first event crew added to the game in 2016, I think. And uh, yeah, just real bad. Command dips suck. The numbers aren't good. This and that. Oh, but horrible. like, but like lots of Cisco's, they give him all sorts of traits. So you know. Let me have a look. One seven on Cisco. What's he got? He is. Oh yeah, he's got shitloads. He's he's tribbled. He's displaced. He's cultural figure. He's inspiring. He's even got ones like Bajoran. There's undercover operative. Uh, maybe a chef collection. That'd be cool. I had noted a few weeks back. It's uh, I don't know. Shocking is the right word, but uh, these one seven zero one crew picked up tribbled collection and mega and a displaced collection and mega within the span of like eight months from two traits that they never had before. So it's kind of wild to see the swing in value mm -hmm. from crew who literally may not even have traits, and then all of a sudden, bam, you're using them left and right. They're giving you collection values. So I kind of like that mix-up. Uh, quick shout out What are you laughing about, Shy? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Nothing from chat or anything made me chuckle. <laughs> Go on, Idol. You were about to say something. I was about to say something. Shout out from Seven of uh, 10F. Oh, I imagine that's our good friend Seven. Uh, shout out the following. Shy is not common, and I apologize for being such dingbat. So I wonder why she's saying that, but I don't know. <laughs> Bless her. She's been Your hair flips are in the mail, Seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we move on to the next thing in line, uh, regarding the poll and chat, I guess I'm sort of in the take it or leave it category. I was talking about this this morning. I really like the show. I think it's a blast. I enjoy watching it, but I find it hard to make the sort of emotional connection, you will, with uh, with live actors and, and the more dramatic stuff because it is fast-paced and it's it's jokey and you'll never get like a Timison character in there that, that you can sink your teeth into, so... Um, yeah, I find it hard to connect to them in, in game. If they had the good stats, I'll go for them. But uh, I'm I'm sort of is it because are you a are you a dog person, Otto? Is that why? <laughs> no, no, I professed my no. love for t to honor in box before because that moment oh, okay. had me rolling and, and my wife too. So 
but it really has to be something memorable, and and I just don't find them as memorable the the comedy stuff. So I think I think if we do get the 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 Mariner with the Batleth from the very first episode doing I love art, you know the, the honor someone please trigger it. Um, that would be like that would be a very emotional because we we reference that all the time on the show. So that's a, definitely an emotional connection there. Yeah, I know they're not doing voice clips anymore, but come on, you yeah. got to make an exception. <laughs> It's a bat, a bat, a bat, a bat, or whatever. I'm not some kind of scientist. I love that line. <laughs> All right. For podcast listeners, are you excited for Lower Decks? 53% say yes to Ada. 38% say I'll take it or leave it. 9% are rubbing liniment into their joints and saying, back in my day, before new track. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for cutting me off before I got too uh, insulting of our <laughs> beloved elderly viewers. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Okay, let's move on, and we shall talk about... Oh, not the big wheel. No, we're not going to talk about that, although it's probably more interesting than this next Big wheel, keep on turning. <laughs> I, I think we need uh, Lieutenant Rolling. Reed himself to uh, introduce the... Is, Shai, is Lieutenant Reed with you today? Is he there? <laughs> um, no, sir. No. Lieutenant Reed is confined to quarters. That's a shame. For something. <laughs> so, if Evie Suit Reed and his shuttle pod were to get stuck and they had to take an Argo like all terrain vehicle out on the comet surface and they had to back it out of the shuttle pod slowly, what would that look like? I don't, I don't have that light set up, oh, sadly. God damn it. No, it would look something like, ah, I have a giant rod stuck through my leg. Because I'm the most incompetent security officer. Wrong episode, Shai. Wrong episode. Oh, right. Yes, yes, that's right. I know, I know. Yes, this is not Romulan mine, Reed. This is not, no. <laughs> this is entirely seasonal to our fresh spring and sunny April weather. We have the Reed from the Snowman episode, where they get stuck on the ice. Uh, breaking the ice, in fact, it's called. And the, the Vulcans have to bail them out, despite Archer saying, no, I don't want your help, I could do it myself. <laughs> After Mayweather injures his leg while exploring Archer's Comet, Reed helps him to escape. Short and simple. Yeah. Yeah, It's he's got this weird smirk on his face. He's very proud he's made a snowman. Glad he's got the uh, artist trait. It's got good art, though. Hmm. You know what we haven't had in a long time? The J.J. The Abrams lens flare on those lights. You, you see him there with the big the cross there. And if you look up some of the old crew, like... Uh, Klingon Taurus's weapon, I think, or a few characters that are firing pistols. You'll see that big, the big lens flare cross. So we haven't seen one of those in a while, and I'm kind of glad to see it back. Now we have quite a few Enterprise EV suit crew. Is is that the same like pose on all the EV? I don't. I have to recall. I can't remember what Flox's looks like, um, or uh, Archers. But I, are they using the same pose and then just putting someone else in the helmet? Re, uh, Mayweather as well. I'm gonna have to pull up, pull them up. Hang on. Don't put me on the spot. I'm going over to bigbook.app to look at the art on these. I'm going to see if I can bring it up live. This is the kind of production we do. Let's have a look at Mayweather. Yeah, well, you have the, actually, I think this is exact. This, this is strikingly similar to Evie Suit Mayweather, which makes sense. They're from the same it's episode, so. Very similar. Yeah. Slightly different lighting. But Are you side by side in those yeah, two? Yeah, I'm side by siding right now. Okay. Helmet lights are exactly the same. Okay. Yeah, the helmets are pretty much spot on. I mean, I'm not. I'm, see, I, I don't blame them. It's, you've got one EV suit. You want to sort of lessen your workload, but. 
How many lights are on the screen? How many do you see? Uh, five? I don't understand how you can be so mistaken. <laughs> uh, don't make right, me play so the four lights clip again. No, the, the card itself is aggressively average. Got to bring that term back. Mm. Um, global boosts don't favor him right now, so even though if you look at the raw score, rank below rank one. Thank you, Carl. Uh, the, the 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 raw score is 108, but unboosted, he's, he's better than that. So that big splash of Eng, some of the fun traits like like Hero and Explorer, he's you're getting a voyage for him with him probably three years from now. Um, they they hate Reed. They just don't give him events. What has he had? He had one in 2020, and that's it in the last four years. He's had one event in four years. So you know he's got a, a few nice traits in there. Artist Hero Explorer could all hit. Um, and you do get the collection value with EV suit, which is an affront facing trait. So he's got a little bit of everything, uh, pretty good bases, reasonable collection value. You can voyage with him, but he's, he's stellar nowhere. So aggressively average is my take. Yeah. And in, in command size decent enough. It's, it's like, like a trick for life. At least it's not command dipsec, which they could well have given him that. Like I, I wouldn't have, I would have maybe argued it, but just kind of gone, yeah, okay, whatever. But in command size. It's good enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of all I've got to say about him, really. I'm Shouldn't the uh, chief tactical officer always have security? Yeah, I kind of agree on that. As a, as a trait. Well, I mean, it's nice to have variety in a read, but... A command is, I think, so this is, I think, is what his first time that he's the ranking officer on an away mission, because this is episode eight of season one, so. Of course, like, the only person on the whole ship he can outrank is Mayweather, and that's the only guy with him, so. I can, I get the command, command there, and the engineering makes a lot of sense. They're working on, like, a, a drill bit to get comet samples, so I think those two are kind of locked in. You could throw security as a third one there, but, uh, I don't know, the science of exploration, if you want to put it that way, so. He was exploring I think an if... asteroid, maybe? Was that relevant for Explorer? I suppose that means what they were doing with the NX-01 going out into space at the time was exploring, but that's kind of like an overarching trait, whereas I think, I don't know whether they try and make traits more to the character and the situation, or they just do what they Ch want. Chad points out Midwife Wharf doesn't have a security, and if Stars and Garters were here, he would say he likes it, it tingles the back of his <laughs> his neck when, uh, when a character gets some new skills from what they normally have, so... So do, uh, do you know what I found yesterday evening browsing the internet on various sites? I found two audiobooks. One was Conversational Klingon and one was Power Klingon. And they're both narrated. <laughs> they're both narrated by Michael Dorn. And it's about how to teach yourself how to speak Klingon. And I was like, I need to send this to stars somehow. Because <laughs> there's a very moment there he talks very roughly, very, you know, talk about honor. And how would the Klingons talk? You know, it's done. That, that would definitely do something for stars in, in the middle of the night. Guttural Growls, NDU, narrated by Michael Dorn. No, seriously, it's a lot of that. Tell, they teach you how to expectorate properly. Like, if you're not spitting at the screen while you're learning this, you're not doing it properly. Bujvekomokrin. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much. <laughs> A question from yeah, chat. I... Trekkie, sorry, Trekkie for Life asks, how many Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds crew do you think are going to have command upsec? Pikes could A third of them. Yeah. Historically, one third, you can just lop off the end there. Sorry, <laughs> Shadow, cut you off. Just going to ruminate on the possibility of my learning Klingon 
before I learned my mother language of Thai and how like angry my family would be at me. Can you speak Thai yet, Shai? No, but I can speak Klingon. Yeah, that would go over great. Just say you're exploring other avenues of languages. How do you say aggressively average in Thai? Oh, you cut off that. Just say. Okay. <laughs> um, Any other uh, ruminations on Reed while we're here? I mean, I hate to do him dirty because we we don't get okay. a lot of reads, and he do he's the best one by a mile. Yeah. The I other mean, reads we is have, is he the best read? We have two skill mirror read. We have uh, twenty fourteen Sulaban read. We have tourists don't shoot me read whose command of suck. And then Ruapente read is the only one that had a glimmer of something once upon a time when he had that good uh, attack boost in arena, but he's long been uh, usurped there by faster options. So, so the, the yeah. one thing that always stands out to me is like when you look at, okay, Voyage rank 108, but you've got to remember like 70 of the people above him, okay, not an exact number, but you know, 50 of the people above him are command dipsec. Um, you only need about three or four of those. So once you take all that out, I'd say more realistically, I and mean, we need to do some maths on this, like <laughs> who are the most useful command dipset, command psi crew that you can sort of like just keep in there and take everyone else out. And maybe Reed will end up more like 40 or 50 or something like that. And actually because of his skill set, well, is, is a lot more of a useful voyage than his voyage rank indicates. Yeah, there are 15, I think, skill sets in the game. 35 command upsec in the top 100 so there you go yeah and this is just... his this is his uh best engineering card it is uh, like uh, only card? only one because i felt like on the show he was just constantly tinkering with the torpedoes and and the targeting systems granted That's he was true. terrible at it but yeah. i mean that earned torpedo surgeon mccoy engineering instead of security so uh they could definitely do some more with that. <laughs> we had a little conversation earlier. Uh, we were upset. Well, I was upset that they have completely forgotten uh, Ash Tyler, one of my favorite parts of Discovery. And Idol says, ah, yeah, but they, they don't really have any more variants of them, do they? So I did a Google search. I've never been completely so proven wrong. <laughs> I literally looked away from the screen to get a cup of coffee, looked back, and you'd come up with like about 15 different variants. I was like, oh, okay. Fine, I know. Wrong. It's it's the Discovery uh, costuming budget. But mm. yeah, to your to your point, Shy, they could do so many different reads mm. um, in the future. And, you know, it's never too late to fix what you've forgotten. I would like talk show host read from the shuttle pod podcast <laughs> with his goatee and long hair and all yeah the soul patch mm -hmm. yes what's that about um which by the way the latest shuttle pod show episode is all about um can i teach you a lesson Thank you, Dominic Keating, who plays Reed. So he talks mm. about his formative years and and uh, right. and working this, his way up as an actor. So it was pretty supposed to be doing one with Rick Berman soon, which I'm very interested to see how that because they're going to have fan questions for that one. So I wonder, I wonder how many of those they're going to filter. Featuring Terry Farrell, yeah, mm. okay. and uh, Jerry Ryan as well, I imagine. <laughs> okay, okay, we've talked about. Classic Reed. We always we always talk about something else when Reed's on the screen. Poor guy. Everyone <laughs> should be asking, where's Archer? Um, we... Okay, it's the only new crew we have this week. But we have some other things to talk about. We're going to do something we haven't done for quite a while. We're going to talk about a, a pack that's currently live. 
um, which is one of the 490s for the Mega, featuring, and I'll bring it live up on screen because we're that prepared, featuring Gabriella Burnham and, where's the other one? Damn it, where is it? There it is. And Human Saru. Uh, and this is an interesting set of 490s. We don't often talk about them, but because we're a bit content light this week, uh, we thought we'd sort of give them a little bit of attention, whether it's worth sinking your, your dilithium into and whether it's worth it. I know Human Saru is definitely a question many people are asking, but uh, what about Gabriella Burnham, uh, first of all? Uh, is this a crew nowadays? Because when she launched, she was a bit pat. She was sort of like, you know, nothing exciting. But this is sort of the proof, you know, the, in the before days, before all the collections hit, and uh, everyone went, every, most people went mad for like, oh, hang on, what traits have they got? So, you know, well, Gabriella, Gabriella Burlam, someone you should put 490 Dilithium into attempting to get? If I were WRG, I would simply list off her traits, which include jury rigor, survivalist, astrophysicist, section 31, undercover operative, dis desperate caregiver, displace. She's in four collections. She could be in three or four more. She's had 47 events throughout timelines. And I know you're thinking, ah, that's probably Discovery Megas. Well, not really. This year already, she's had eight events, and it's only April. Last year, she had five. In 2020, she had 10. So... Mm. This is a crew, uh, shout out to former number two faction of Ven winner DC Pilot. Hold on, can I? Are we on the... <laughs> uh, on the uh, subject. We'll do it live. You think he gets used if he gets fused? There you go. She will get used if she gets fused because uh, she just gets that many trait events. So besides the collection value, this is actually a pack that I pulled. So, um, mm. you know, former tier 10, I guess, now tier 8. Uh not a lot of daily use, but I mean, if you're an endgame player just wanting to stack stat boost, I think she's fine for that. How do you feel about Science Officer Tilly being in a pack? Wow, look at him. Look at him try. <laughs> that one's going to get a lot of views, I can see. Um, how do you feel about uh, Tilly being in that pack? Because she was just a campaign uh, freebie. Get all four stars. Like, it seems a bit weird to sort of put her in there as sort of pack filler. I can understand uh, any of the sort of event crew, like uh, Grandmother Kess in this case. Some people might not play the event. Some people might just be missing that last star. But Tilly seems like a bit of an odd one, because that was quite recent she was debuted. If I were to speak for Shyaporn, I would say, you know, it's not enough that you have what you have in your basket, other people must suffer as well. You, you know, it's that sort of selfishness where you don't want them to have what you pay for. But it was a free campaign, so... Go ahead, take it from here, Shy. You want everyone to spread the Tilly love? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that's science... Is this science officer Tilly? Yeah. yeah. That's in this pack? She seems to be popping up in a lot of my event planner uh, hmm. lists for my, my free-to-play self... Um, her and Trill Burnham in the other pack seem to pop up a lot as, you know, to fill, like, seats on extra faction seats. So, you know, I, I know you two aren't duped people, but uh, Duping for, for, for the likes of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a I have a number of super rare dupes. Interesting. Uh, oh, I, I know plenty of people that will go mad for Section Thirty One Giorgio because back in twenty nineteen she got every event under the sun. So I know people that get, have like about five or six copies of her just for for that alone. Yeah, um, I believe I have three of her, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just just because they kept giving them to her uh, to us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I tend to hold on to any four of four card that I get and use it to, you know. Uh, back when I could still get a dilithium from 
the immortalization achievement yes. that was useful. Dude, I miss yeah. those. I really miss those. They they got to extend yeah. that. Just put it, set it yeah, at 2,000. If someone wants to do a billion ensigns, Kim, let them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Gabriel Burnham was uh, in The Wire. So yeah. that's going to class up any show or crew. <laughs> you think they'll have a wire collection? They should have the wire collection. Who else is in Even though I don't know who else. Yeah. I don't think there are any other it's just actors from the wires. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, okay, moving on to the other pack now. Now, Human Saru, that's a big name, but he has been pipped a, li a little bit lately with the likes of Archer and Porthos and a few other names, but still ludicrously powerful. Someone... A malfunctioning hollow program aboard the wreckage of the KSF Kiev made Saru appear human. Mm. And it's, he, he's a good guy. I remember, I, this was the event that I very touch and go went to rank 30 on and i was literally like 60 to 100 vp from dropping to 31 like sweating on that event it was it was not fun <laughs> but yeah a great card I, I i love this card i love this episode i love this whole storyline in discovery season three when they went when he found um sukal and they had the whole moment they all came out as different species and they tried to work it all out and i loved that whole sequence i thought that was really good so this has got a nice moment but uh speak to me about the card worth if you're at say two or five if you're at three or five worth dropping some of your hard-earned off off a wall dilithium uh in order to uh grab him or attempt to something i never thought i'd say he's actually reminding me maybe just because we looked at her of displaced gabriel burnham another four collection crew with one or two other traits that might hit Already picked up Omega this year, 13 events last year. So, you know, he hasn't been forgotten after Discovery. He has just enough traits. Exobiology, Linguist Costume, Survivalist, Displaced. Uh, they like Discovery in general. They gave him plenty of Megas. And then they said when they added Displaced, one of the goals they wanted to do was add value to crew like the, 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 the cast of Discovery. So, big old base, number three. He's probably going to command seats even without a bonus. Still a great Voyager. Um, like I said, the collections are there, so plenty of events. It's just a great crew overall. If you're a newer player, I mean, hmm. don't do six packs, but this is not only a target pull, yeah. it's not only, yeah, it's targeted and it's discounted. So if you want to get one or two stars with whatever meager stockpile of deal you may have, sight him the rest of the way, he's absolutely worth it. He will be for a while. I mean, even Bajor and Culber and Trill Burnham, they're not bad cards in any respect they're they're well only i haven't checked super rare ranks for a while but like they were good on launch they've got trades events there's a lot going for them their main cast crew this is a, a, a damn good pack to pull even if you say oh i'll just go for a star on burnham and then or star on culber and then go oh great i've got a saru it's 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 not a bad one not a bad one to pull Shai, tell me about Human Saru, who shared the stage in the episode Sukal with a man who played Mr. Noodle. So let's tie that all together there. This is the legendary uh, performer of stage and screen, Dill Irwin, a famous clown in the old vaudevillian tradition. Uh, yes, you may know him as Mr. Noodle from PBS, but he was also in the uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy video with Bobby McFerrin oh, and wow. Robin Williams. Uh, the small but cult classic, uh, My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. <laughs> and uh, won a Tony Award for uh, his production of uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. So, 
I'm sold. I'm I'm buying dill right now from the store so I can. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Human Saru is one of the the few uh, you know event crew that I I spent four uh, honor sale citations on to yeah. immortalize pretty much straight away, and he's he's voyaged hard for me. Like him and the one two punch of returning Saru are uh, a great combination that, that on, on my voyages. Yeah. That mega came as a time when we were just seeing rubbish five star crew after rubbish five star crew, and then all of a sudden they 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 launched that mega, and then Human Suru came around. He's like, I think at the time he was Voyage rank seven or eight or something like that. He was definitely in in the top tw- uh, with four, five, three, four, five. Something yeah, he like was that. he was real good. Yeah. yeah, he was he was top, and it was just like, oh my god, they've actually done it. Oh no, no, I tell you what, no Human <laughs> Auto Human Suru was number one until you went on the forums. <laughs> Ah, uh, you motherfucker! That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, no. Thanks, Otto. Yeah, cheers, mate. Uh, okay, no, it wasn't really your fault, but yeah, they, yeah, he was outrageously statted. All right, in the absence of stars and garters, um, shout out to Happy Birthday, Brody, by the way. Mm. Talk to us about AKA Doug Jones in the shut flash. up, Otto, you moron. Uh, and I said AKA A Doug Jones in the flesh, and B, I like that art. Like the the lines on the vest, they look sharp. Mm-hmm. The colors nice. I mean, Doug Jones, yeah, Doug Jones is just one of the most gifted physical performers of the last thirty years, right? He, you know, he was in The Shape of Water, you know, the award-winning Guillermo del Toro movie. He was Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four: Rise oh God, of, the, I didn't know that. of the Silver Surfer. Exactly. Oh, wow. Like no he just CGI. He does all these. All these physical, yeah, no CGI. He just he just dipped himself in a yeah molten silver and and wrote a, a surf. Um, yeah, he's just a chameleon, and I I personally find Saru to be one of the greatest like television makeup, like makeup and performer collaborations. Uh, in, I love, in my in my estimation, I love the sort of the physical. You know, it's not just the voice, it's not just the acting he brings, but he also does bring a kind of physical movement to Saru, which, you know, when he walks, he does the whole, the wavy hands thing, you know, he's got a, bit on the stilts, he's got a way of walking, a way of running, a way that he composes Saru, where you look at him and you kind of go, oh, that's Saru, and not uh, the guy from Pan's Labyrinth, or, uh, you know, or the Silver Surfing, like, he's got a way of making his stature physicality work for uh, the character that he's playing and making it not just some guy behind a mask and, and a suit, you know, making it an actual character with an identity combined with his voice and his obviously right. his acting talent. Right. So, which is which is why it was such a great team up between him and Bill Irwin, who I know he mm. he uh, reveres as another physical actor. Irwin, who also has other sci-fi cred, he played a uh, uh, Tars the robot in Interstellar by Christopher Nolan. Oh really? Uh, he was the puppeteer for that. Huh? For that machine and did the voice as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one with um, the three the three legs, isn't it? That does, yeah, yeah the silver. Correct me if I'm wrong, the first Andorian in Trek was Shras, right? In Journey to Babel, is that the first time we've seen Andorian? Yes, I think so. I think so, yeah. So, during our last charity stream, we had Noah Akeon who talked about how he put together the character Rin, and a lot of it was going back and looking at what Jeffrey Combs did with his Andorian. Hmm. So, you know, Shras may have been the first one, but he wasn't the quintessential one. But, you know, 
How many times have we talked about Nimoy? He is Vulcan. Anyone who did a Vulcan after him went back, looked at what Nimoy did. And it's not true. It's not an auto... Just because you're the first one doesn't mean you're the automatic uh, mm. prototype. But Doug Jones as a Kelpian, you better believe everyone who plays a Kelpian from now on looks back at what he does and goes, all right, what what is... What are Kelpians based on what he he provides uh, context, yeah. and then they go from there. So it's not an automatic thing, but great actors like that will 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 set the mold that everyone else wants to follow after that. So. Yeah, the character that defines the species. Um, okay, on that tangent, since we've got a show, who would you say are other characters and actors that define their races or have defined the race? And I'm gonna throw one out there first off, and I'm gonna say. Um, Andreas, forget his surname, but as Tomalak, was one of the definitive Romulan characters because he was one of the first. This may be a cop out, but I'm going to say William Shatner and humanity because <laughs> no, I I'm dead serious. The the morality play, the risk taking, mm. the doing what's right thing. You know, if he's not shagging women, he's really setting the bar for humanity and what we could be. So I, I really think he he really did it. So, Oh, Gowron, there you go. Robert C. Riley with Klingons. Interesting. Not Worf. I, I mean, well, Worf did yeah. a lot, but... I think Gowron is know, the pure because Worf was the Klingon, you know, he was um, the, dancing with wolves, wasn't he? But he was, you know, Gowron was a Klingon through and through. Armin Shimmerman, there you go. We had yes. a lot of Ferengi throughout TNG, but... Fork uh, really broke the mold there. JG hmm. Hertzler, that's true. There are a lot of good Klingons. Some say Makalemo. Like Martok. Yeah. Martok is even more quintessential Klingon. Because Worf is sort of a, a you know stranger in a strange land. He, he hasn't really grown up in, in Klingon culture. He's, he's sort of embodying what he idealizes as Klingon culture, which turns out not to be what Klingon culture actually is. As Gein said, he, I've he... seen Klingons do big belly laughs that would make your, your <laughs> hair stand on end. <laughs> um, so we'll say Mark Alemo for Cardassians. I would kind of say more maybe Damar as a typical Cardassian as opposed to Dukat. Dukat was a megalomaniac who kind of pushed, you know, who sold the Cardassians under the bus. But I'd say Damar is more the Cardassian spirit than Ducat is. I, I do it's think David Warner. Is... Yeah, I was going to say Madrid is oh, actually the one I yeah, think that's about. That's a good one, actually. Because the, the Iron Fist and the ruling through cruelty is sort of a thread that, that brings itself back mm. uh, as to how. <laughs> I'm going to reference Birth of the Federation again. When you pick the, the race at the beginning of the thing, they have this little like uh, 10 second vignette with a voiceover that you know, tells you. Uh, what your race is all about, and they talk about ruling through control, no matter no matter what the cost for Cardassians. And yeah, David Warner's character mm. brings that to mind a lot more than than Alimo. Interesting. Um, Twitch and Jason, who should be the quintessential actor for the Borg? And the only person I can think of talking about is Hugh for being the typical really? drone. Because you could talk about the Queen. You could talk about any of the Queens as being the leader. But I feel like the Queen and the drone are two very separate things. But um, I, I would say for like, actually the representation of what a Borg is like, I would say Hugh, because although you've got Seven when she is like first coming out of simulation, she soon sort of sheds off and starts to embrace humanity. But I think from the just pure confused drone, how they act, how they're represented as, as a species, you actually see it from like freshly disconnected from the assimilation to, you know, just, just to go in there. 
Um, and we are having reports from chat that there is a yes, actually, in the vault. I tell you what, well, the next thing we want, I want to share a screen anyway. So okay. uh, if we Go move on to that, then I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. And then we can talk Badgie before hmm. we move on to the next thing. So Badgie. Show me Badgie. Oh, hang on. I need to press Discord, not OBS. There we go. <laughs> oh, hello. So he's a... He's, so a, he's a rare crew. Interesting. I don't think yes. they're giving out rare crew anymore. Pay, pay attention, nightmare players. <laughs> Science, engineering, diplomacy. Hologram, Federation, Starfleet, resourceful communicator. Interesting. Oh, yes. Thank you. Hi. Can I ability. Hi. Can I... <laughs> And of yeah. course, the, 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 the collections, since that's what matters most for Blue Crew. So yeah. what do you guys think of the art there? That's great art. That's brilliant. That's what we, I mean, that was the one they showed off on the, um, on the teaser, wasn't it? There was him and Pike. Hi, can I teach you a lesson? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's the loading. Ahead one. of the curve. Yeah. Is, uh, do you think Clippy is too old of a reference for... The player base. <laughs> no, or people remember. Right. I think you have perfect. No, our, yeah, our average remember. age is like 45, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, you've absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, and he's also in the animated collection as well. Thank you, Genos. Uh, so he will be there. He will be, yeah. yeah. That's not yet, but... Uh... Why does Badger's Boy sound familiar? He was uh, he was in 30 Rock. Uh, the actor's name is... He's the sort of... The tour guide, uh, who's uh, the very sort of Christian enhanced tour guide, who I will find out for you. But yes, he is a familiar voice. I'm so uh, glad I spent 100,000 honor and four citations on Captain Tribble when I could get a blue animated <laughs> crew for free, like three yes. weeks later. That's Jack McBride, thank you. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, I yeah. know they don't have the, this this technological capability, but it would be great if Badgie's progress bar would advance <laughs> as you as you fully oh, fused wow. him. Look at him try. <laughs> that and uh, they did say we're getting, I think, a legendary Badgie. So um, I don't know what his his art is like, but uh, maybe a four star would be half loaded, and then the five star is fully go. loaded. That's a good compromise. Okay. okay, here's the question for you. Do you think we will see an a, an evil badgie or maybe a helpful badgie? Do you think we will see more badgie variants? Well, I think he said that. I think he said there's a five star and then one other oh, one. Oh, did he? I must have missed that one. Yeah, I think when he came on to demo the the uh, new features. So. Well, there he is. I wonder how we're going to get him. Do you reckon it's going to be a daily or do you think they're going to do an objective event for a three star? Like they did with the whales. The whales were a proto-objective event where it was achievements, wasn't it? Yeah, the only other rare crew we've had since they made the change to event threshold or ranked rewards was the whales. And they came in mm. temporary achievements, which are kind of now objective events. Oh, apparently he's in the portal. Can I teach you a lesson? <laughs> he's Start in the opening packs. He's open in port. He's in the portal, and he's available from Voyager. So you know what you do if you're going to pull okay. for human Sarudo it now. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll come with time. That's fine. We can we can happily wait for that. But yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, resourceful is a good one. Communicate their big collections. So having an easy get on that is is good for everybody. And yes, he also completes the rare crew for those that haven't finished that yet. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. Auto. What are you going to do for us? You're going to... I'm going to airlock everyone I own and start a new alt. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say the thing. You're going to... 
Sight for... Say the line, Otto. Sight for love. Okay, that was... Yes, that went, that went pay down. no attention to my resources. <laughs> uh, this Sunday, the... What is it? The 1st? May 1st? It is. Yes, May yes. the 1st be with you. Um, we're going to have a little chill stream action. One of the things we're going to do on there... Don't you shake your head. That was an excellent segue. Um, one of the things we're going to do on there is, is a little more of this Sight for Love. Figure out some crew. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to join in on me, but I'm kind of tapped out on efficiency, and I want to do some fun stuff. So as I scroll past the hordes of fully fused ones, let's find some that aren't done yet. And you guys tell me, hmm. you know, uh, no whammies, stop. You tell me when to stop. Oh, I'm going to say, you've got Wreck-A-Ball O'Brien there. He's, if you want to improve your efficiency, that's a good one to do. No, no, not efficiency. No, right, find okay. me, find me mm. a a character that you absolutely love. Ooh, Tell Gorkon, me why. Gorkon, Let's talk about episodes. Good. The bone oh, it's characters that we love, not yeah, not characters well, that you love. Yeah. Well, or me, you know, whatever. Just search Chicote and talk. Talk me into it. He's awesome. He's Gorkon. He's a, uh, another defining factor of the Klingons. Klingons aren't all just all aggressive, you know, warrior races. Ah, we're going to drink blood wine and, you know, headbutt everyone. No, they are, sometimes they're cunning. They're politicians. They're compassionate. You know, I think that's a definitely another facet to David Warner's portrayal. Right. Was this, his, I... was this his third uh, appearance on Star Trek, David Warner? Yes. Second in the movie. Literally, he was in the previous movie as a human. <laughs> Okay, here here's one that might meet all criteria because he's very tradey and shy. I know you can talk me into Khan, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Khan, <He's> superior, <laughs> rich um, Corinthian leather. Is, uh, yeah, exactly. Now there's <laughs> a reference. Not all of our. <laughs> no, he used to he used to hawk. What were they? Oh, uh, Lincoln was it? Yeah, was it Lincoln Continental? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he was talking about the the seating in cars. He he was a pitchman for a car company, a luxury car brand, and yeah. he would talk about the rich Corinthian leather in the cars. All right, I tell you what, I, I got to do this oh, one because oh, it's an easy one. My, my dad and I used to joke about that commercial for years after it came out. So we're gonna yes, go ahead and finish yes. Con. Wait, stop, hang on. Trekkie for Let's Life has just mentioned that Tuvok, the actor, Tim Russ, was in the motion picture. I don't... That can't be right. The motion picture? I know he's in Generations. Yeah, I think they mean Generations, not... It must be Generations. Because he would have been... Too young. How old would he have been? Like six. <laughs> like 18? <laughs> 18 or something? Yeah. As a background, I may have messed up the movie. Oh yeah, he was yeah, he was in Generations. He wasn't yeah, definitely in Generations for sure. He was he was on the Enterprise B. Uh okay. Uh um, Alright, find find me one more and then we'll move on. Let's have a look. And pick this up on oh, Sunday. Definitely not Suspiria. Well why why do you not have a first officer Burnham fully fused, or is that a dupe? That's true. I just well, I don't particularly like Burnham. Actually, I particularly don't like Burnham, okay. so how about that, O'Brien? Augment Commander O'Brien, you were talking about in the last couple of days. I do like his uh, his little grenade launcher. Looks like an inflatable toy. Nice big sec base. And I think this I think this item has the record for the longest item name in the game. Augment O'Brien's modified nanoprobe grenade launcher. 
Yeah, but there's no, I don't know, is there much uh, Sorry. sentiment there? Um, uh, Paris and Trip found, yes, he was on Sulu's ship in the Undiscovered Country, but Tim Ross wasn't actually in the Undiscovered Country. It wasn't until flashback on season three of Voyager that he was, but Tim Ross was in Star Trek Generations on the Enterprise B. Sorry. <laughs> to get that out there. Someone is wrong on the internet. Um, we have Katrine, which stars, I believe, declared as a sex, uh, Janeway's sexiest variant. Is that correct? That's pretty true. <laughs> Definitely boss. Uh, yeah, but if, if I was going to... Oh, God. Who's retrieving? If I was going to do a stars one, I'd probably do a wharf. That wolf is... Yeah, he's okay. He's He got a lot of use when I fused him at, at the start. Oh, Evie Sue Wolf, come on. Assimilate this. That's a good one to do. Nice skill set. All right. All right, but you got to get stars to watch this episode then. I'm, I'm doing it just for him, and then I'll, I'll level him out. First contact? Oh, hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll pick up this thread on nice. Sunday. And if yeah, you, an you guys want to bring your own conundrums, give us a list of crew mm. that, uh, that you might want to cite for love, and, and we can help you pick based on episode and character and charisma and all of that. Okay. We're going to talk about two more crew. We're going to talk about two crew that we've been planning to talk about for at least five minutes before the show. Uh, because we thought, hey, we're mm, a little bit light this I day. think three minutes, actually. About three minutes before, though. No, literally about two minutes before pre-roll we were putting these in. Um, okay, let's talk not about these two. No, no, no. Let's go on to... Uh, off the top of Auto's head, Vic Fontaine, Dip Med, Jazz Superstar, Trait Aficionado, King of the Hollow Suite. Uh, talk to me, Auto. What are we? Why? Why Vic? Why now? Why? Why are you bringing him to our attention? So, there's 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 a lot of angles here. You have James Darren who did mm -hmm. a fantastic job job in DS Nine. I have the James Darren's jazz album. It's brilliant. Yeah. The, yeah, the soundtrack he contributed is so good. It went actually a long way to... Um, everyone loves Siege of AR 558. Oh, yes. Nog loses his leg. He's he's holed up in the tent. And as there's phaser blasts and screaming Jim Hadar outside, they're playing Vic's music to try to block things out. Um, and then during his recovery, we, we, we could get several Vic variants you know sweater vest vic etc <laughs> from bada bing bada bang um a self-aware hologram vic runs the vic's las vegas lounge holo program popular among the ds9 command staff so <clears throat> he's also an interesting card you know he was he used to get a few features back in the day and he, even though you're not going to use him for much he's got a boatload of collections he has that bada bing bada bing bada bang collection Everyone wants scapegoat O'Brien. He has a lot of traits. Hologram artist, gambler, musician, merchant, romantic, crafty. So he could be in seven, eight collections before you know it. Um, and he was the Discord avatar for our <laughs> Timelines Talks server for a long time. So was for quite a while, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think he's interesting, and I hope we get more uh, James Dean in the game. So the um the story behind that was was also like you know Sorry, people used to call James Darren James Darren people used to call like the the timelines Discord the main one they used to call it you always call it main it's always main you know in the main Discord so they started like when I put Vic up it was just going oh I'll call it main and Fontaine I thought oh, that was quite nice 
So effectively, some people still refer to the Timewise talk server as Fontaine. <laughs> um, breaking news: Apparently, the Quantum Pass has changed to provide more daily Quantum, seventy instead of fifty. And Cairo asks, "Is that enough to make people buy it?" Just quickly tangenting away from Vic Fontaine. Well, hold on, <clears throat> we we can't make quick on the fly decisions in this show. Things are planned out weeks ahead of time. <laughs> mm. And I will not go on a tangent. Okay, at this finish point Vic, and then we'll talk about quantum. Well, you guys talked to me about Vic. I laid him out the best I could there. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm. I love that he has an album. I didn't know he had an album. Yes. The only other Star Trek album I bought was uh, Brent Spiner's "Old <laughs> Yellow Eyes" is yes. back. Uh, but uh, both from the American Songbook, I'm assuming. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. The, the the siege episode is great. Nog lets out that blood curdling scream, which I I think is just a tremendous bit of acting right there. But uh, yeah, Vic's a great counselor in that show. He should have more uh, med stat in hmm. general. Yeah, it's interesting to see a just a hologram singing as med what do you think medical he's bringing here with his singing do you think his singing is soothing people well i mean the tie into to aaron eisenberg's are definitely so yeah he's completely part of his recovery and, and psychological like mm. recovery and therapy in that episode i think it's also good for the the, the rest of the ds9 crew because once they suddenly once they start to sort of get accustomed to him even like in butter being you know cisco eventually sort of relents and says you know this is a good thing and start singing with him like this very in the moments of war with the dominion war is very much a sort of a soothing thing a relaxing thing a break from the from the um the toils of war as it were and the, the, the drama of the station to just go and chill out in somewhere that isn't corks <laughs> All right, let's move on to our... All right, oh, pulls up in chat since you wanted oh, yes. to pivot to quantum. So. Let's do that. Uh, so if it's 70 a day, I think what they give you five or 10 days, it's not the regular dilithium monthly card, which is a full month. It's just 10 days. So 700 quantum for five regional bucks. You still have to pony up the credits. You still have to find the last 200 quantum uh, between your couch cushions. Is it worth it for you? It's a tricky one. I, you, like you say, with the credits, actually increases the credit. If you're already buying the Quantum Bass, um, it increases the credit sort of cost a little bit, but you're getting more Quantum. So what is that? That's, um, is it five? It's ten days, isn't it? So it is 700 Quantum over ten days. Mm, I don't know. I bought the first Quantum Pass once, and I haven't touched it since, because I'm not in that much of a rush. High Roller Shy, tell me what you think about this cracking deal i mean obviously i'm vip zero so I, I don't buy anything but as it is i'm struggling just to get five million credits every 18 days mm. <laughs> to make my uh my retrieval it's 18 days still right is that the something like that yeah i think it's 18 and a is half it... or yeah. yeah it's not being pedantic so right? you know i'm just point four three seven doubling my one yeah <laughs> i'm doubling my saturday cadets like diligently and and trying to raise like that five million credits to do my uh, retrieval pool. Okay, I am once again asking days. you for more credits. Here's a here's an interesting question from the chat as well from Trekkie for Life and Shai, you might be able to uh, answer this one. Do you think, uh, as it's a massive long shot, but do you think you could get that Star Trek continues its web series could get into Star Trek timelines? It weren't too bad considering they had OG actors, for example, Apollo, Q, and Worf. Could we potentially get those characters? Could we get some Phase 2 characters, perhaps 
Lieutenant Sulu, in fact. Well, I mean, if they're continuations of the original characters, like they had the actor who played Apollo. Have you yeah. seen all of the Star Trek continues or the Phase 2? Yeah, they had the actor who played Apollo back mm. on the fan film series. Uh, and maybe they could have that in as an original. Uh, George Takei had a great episode in the series that I was part of, uh, New Voyages, where it was sort of an adaptation of The Tempest and young Lieutenant Sulu had been shunted off to a parallel universe and then brought back through the transporter and was George Takei at his, at his age and he had like burrs and a sword and he, he had been surviving with his daughter on this abandoned, like desolate planet by himself for, for 30 years. Um, I'd love to see that character, uh, but they'd have to be originals, and I, I'm sure uh, CBS Paramount would not be delighted to give any <laughs> sort of uh, legitimacy to the to the fan film uh, community more than they already have because they've been taken advantage of We've a bit really... by certain productions. We never really asked you about your experience on this, like on, on doing new, like because you, you did Phase Two New Voyages. I think you did three or four of them, didn't you? As as Lieutenant Sulu, like how how did you get into that? How, what was your, what, what got you in, into that sort of fan film, especially? Um, back in the day, I was something of a YouTuber, and I had made a uh, a, a like a forty seven second summary of the Star Trek two thousand nine video that went semi viral, just like Star Trek in 40, 47 seconds. Um, and they contacted me asking if I wanted to be Sulu. Uh, and I said, no. <laughs> but then years later, they contacted me again and mentioned that they wanted me to play Sulu because they didn't say it the first time. They just said, hey, we want to talk to you about something the first time. Right. And then the second time they were like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll do this. Um, my experience is that up in Ticonderoga, New York, uh, this band of super fans led by super super fan and nationally recognized Elvis impersonator James Cauley have built a recreation of the 1967 Desilu Star Trek sets um and they they were the longest running uh like one of the OG fan films out there there was a lot of drama Star Trek continues as a splinter group that, like, went off from that group. I never experienced any of that drama because I came in later. They're all, like, lovely people. But most importantly, the sets are just freaking magical. Like, as a Star Trek fan, to like, walk on those sets and down those hallways and in those rooms. Uh, and James is excruciatingly detailed about accuracy, screen accuracy. Uh, like they've rebuilt the set like four times oh, wow. just to accommodate like new scans of the original set or, <laughs> or anything. And it's a, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful experience. And now Shatner goes up there like semi-annually oh, wow. and does events. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, you know, George and uh, Walt Koenig are up there. I met Michelle Nichols up there as well. Um, it's a it's a great experience. So from that, from just being in like the most amazing sandbox you could imagine, playing in the most amazing sandbox you could imagine, it, it's a great experience. It was a great experience. It's it's sad that there was so much kind of bad blood between the two productions, mm. because I think Continues did a lot of great stuff. 
Um, but wasn't that Sailor Moon? Just yours. did a lot of great stuff. Well, <laughs> it was the late Grant Imahara. So ah, as a person, okay. he was uh, oh, yes, he was am- right. he was amazing. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he 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 was great because he he really he dug into it. They got to do a mirror episode, and he really oh, wow. like sunk his teeth into Mirror Sulu. It was really <laughs> fun to watch him do that. But uh, yeah, so uh, to answer your question, Trekkie for life. I I kind of doubt they're ever going to do that. <laughs> I think we need now to start a petition to get shy in the game. <laughs> If we can get you in the game, we can get you in Star Trek. Yes, and yes. Even strange new Fifth ones, new voyage of Sulu. <laughs> <laughs> no, no let, well, let's get shy. Let's get shy in, in Star Trek. New, new, new uh, strange new worlds. That's, that's that's our new campaign. We're going to run with for 2022. As soon as they canonize yes. timelines talks, uh, <laughs> there's your conduit into the game. Then listen. If if at any point they say, "Hey, hey, you know that old streaming service Twitch or that old you know streaming uh, old you know." streaming stuff to youtube then we'll be like yes we're on that timeline talks to canon they're there <laughs> we're not talking about star trek though maybe we're talking about star wreck the yes timelines talks news summary we are already in the game come <laughs> oh, on you've that email <laughs> amazing i'm keeping that i'm keeping that till they delete the account <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh, I, i'm pretty sure pop- if i ever got on a if i ever got on a star trek show they would introduce me in the game as the most useless one-star crew. <laughs> no, come on. Ever. As revenge for, like, the various parody songs that I've, like, <laughs> written over the years. Amazing. No, what revenge? Come on, those are good. Dude, Braxton is still... Mm, that's, well, a, that's a tier one that's parody. All right, for Puffcast listeners, is the Quantum card worth it now? Seven under Quantum for five regional dollars. 85% say they won't buy it at all. 15% say they will buy it sparingly, and no one will buy it regularly. Mm. All right. Uh, next, next crew that you have picked for us. We for still our... have show to go. I can't believe it. I know. It's amazing. We, we somehow went from read to over an hour. Commander, Ari, <laughs> Bin, Bem, Sisek, Med, Gauntletir, only Pandronian in the game so far. Uh, what do we think? How are we feeling about this uh, legendary? How do you find him in Gauntlet, first of all, for those that have him? To paraphrase No Name Namer in the Big Book channel of the Timeless Talks Discord a day or two ago, the best thing that came from adding all those Baylock crit sets, um, the, all those 65 percenters, is the Pandroni got his first 45 percenter, which I think is it was yesterday's Gauntlet, so... Uh, hmm. He has yeah. He's he's ridden for me on that one. He's got big overall power. He's got a great skill set because um, you don't see a lot of um, psi med stacks. I mean walls. You see sometimes defensive flocks. You don't see a lot of sec med. So from a few different angles, he's got beefy rolls. He doesn't have this really weak tertiary kind of like a mambo picard or a mirjan luke. So he's uh, beefy is the best word I can think of there, um, and. Uh, he picked up the animated collection, which, you know, no telling how big that gets. They're probably going to pump out a lot of lower deck screw. He's got three collections overall, so I, he's not a good Voyager, and he doesn't have great bases, so people don't necessarily like adding stars. I think, oh, he's just a gauntlet crew, but he's got a reasonable collection value there, too. You know, this was the crew that made me watch Taz, because I remember when it came out, and I looked and I went, 
Oh, they've fucked the art up. Look, they can't even align the body up. And what's going on with those extra arms? They've just got the production version. And then someone said, no, no, that's what the character looks like. I'm like, I have to go and see this. <laughs> so Exodia. Me... Yes. It's what made me go and watch it. I do love the Taz art adaptations mm. that the game has been doing. They're, they're really on point. Uh, but I also don't mind the, the Lower Decks more cartoony look that they seem to be going with. But the, the Taz adaptations are very lovingly done. I think it'd be cool if they made that delineation going forward because um, we have panned Lara over and over again, but mm. it's clear they're going to do Lower Decks pretty faithful to what you see on the screen, but a lot of the animated series where they've, they've sort of adapted to the almost like live action, I, I, I hope they keep that delineation because you could just do Hanna-Barbera sticker from from TAS, but I like you said, they, they've done this one, they've done a few other ones. That escaped me at the moment. Let me see if I can pull up and see what other really good ones they did from Taz. Meanwhile, um, he's not much of a Voyager, but I say his use is Gauntlet. This is, and he's fairly decent. Like he's he's a good he's a good filler for that 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 part of the game, definitely. Shy, talk to me about because I don't think this is something that we ever brought up on the show. Talk to me about Spock and Ichaya and what they may have used for reference to get him looking like more than just a cartoon yeah i remember because uh, i was paging through uh old photos of nimoy um and i think they actually found a younger photo of nimoy to try to create the spock and chaya art uh you know since they're basically working from a hanna barbera cartoon line drawing of uh him so i, th I thought they did a pretty good job with spock and Ichaya, the spock and chaya card certainly as a play playable card it's it's great for me i don't know if he's still working for you guys but he's still carrying water for me a little bit yeah he makes the odd command med here and there he's he's doing doing more, not as much work as i thought he would because like on on paper you look at his stats and you're like oh, actually that's really good but i think in, in the field of the competition with all the other cards and especially once you know our, our lovely cation uh, comes out hello I'm going to send you that image. If you can pull up him and Spock and Ichaya. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry to throw this at you, Lai, but... Uh, no, it's fine. We're, we're doing all sorts Actually, I'll tell you what. I'll also, I'll also send you the headshot so you can just grab it from DM. Oh, Lord. Hang on. DM. Right. Phil, while I do this. Oh, there we go. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and yes. sometimes this, this photo referencing works for them, like in this I'm case. For a second. But sometimes they just go with a candid shot like they did of Nurse Agawa. I think it was just like a production shot of her yeah. in her uniform. So and it's go. just kind of her standing there. We've got the two Spocks up on the screen. Spock and Nightshire and what I presume is young, Len young Leonard Neboy. I think I've seen that picture before. Right. So anyway, yeah, I, I hope they continue with that delineation between t totally stylized lower decks and maybe a little more timelines-focused uh, animated series because I just like the way they've done a lot of them. Hmm. And then you talk. <laughs> it's that kind of show, isn't it? <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, back onto Ben. Like, I, I like... We stretched Evie Suit Reed we into an hour have. ten. This is, this is like we're Pat yourself on the back, we're, boys. We're pulling that dough out all the way, and now it's paper thin. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've last one, Harry Ben Ben. I think I think the art's great. I think I think the um, 
what like you say what they're doing with Taz and making them their own kind of style in the game because this is sort of very kind of Lucian Lucian's a great one as well who's a very weird character in, in Taz as well and you know like it, it makes me kind of it would say it made me want to go and watch Taz and explore that kind of thing I'd never seen before Have, it, em3 green for looking like a booger but in the best possible way and then Scorchar, even though they kind of took the cop out with the memory alpha photo it was still the best pose of, of yeah. him with his arms crossed so <laughs> and i think everyone likes shibboleth Mures. so Mures. yeah definitely well because it's a uh, major role can auto say spock and ichaya again so in the episode they say ichaya but DC Fontana, the writer, said she prefers Aichaya because that's more Vulcan sounding and more, I don't know, what's the word? Mysticism and, and whatever. So she says Aichaya is too, is too harsh on the nose sounding. So I'm going with Ichaya. Ichaya. All right. Ooh. Red alarm. Red alarm. Stone, Red Jamie. alarm. Thank you very much for About following. About this long, this thick. <laughs> Thank you, Wesley. Okay, it is time, because we haven't done it in a little while, and since we've got some time to fill, I think... It, oh, have I still got it installed? Yes, I have. It is What the Dub time, so let me get this started. For those that haven't played What the Dub, it is a word-matching game. We're going to play... How should we do this? Should we do the quick game, the three of us, and then we'll open up to the room? I'm, I'm up for any suggestions, although we'll probably get trapped.